Josh asked me to come here and to kind of role play with you guys. So what we're going to do is I'm going to play the part of an atheist. And so when I put these glasses on, I become the atheist. And then I'll open it up to you guys. And you guys can ask me any questions you want. Okay? So you guys understand the rules? Yeah. All right. So here we go. Good morning, guys. I am an atheist. And I'm just going to give you three reasons why I'm an atheist. And then I'll open it up and let you guys ask me any questions you want. Okay? The first reason that I am an atheist is because religion is built on faith. And if you look up faith in the dictionary, faith means believing something without proof. And as an atheist, I believe in science. And so science proves to me the things that I believe. It's that simple. The second reason that I'm an atheist is because all religions, specifically Christianity, they're all filled with contradictions. Your Bible, the Bible that people have, is full of contradictions. And that's inconsistent with what I believe. You can't believe something and have a contradiction. So another reason why I am an atheist. And the third reason why I am an atheist is because evil exists in the world. And if you believe in God, more than likely you believe that he's good, right? Is God good? Is God all-powerful? So if God is good, and if God is all-powerful, but evil exists in the world, that can't be true. Because if God is good, he would want to get rid of evil. And if God's all-powerful, he could get rid of evil. But because evil exists, a good and all-powerful God cannot. So those are the three reasons why I'm an atheist. So if you guys have questions for me, now's the time, and I'll go ahead and answer. Yes, sir? Uh, if you believe in science, does science prove that God doesn't exist? No, it's not on, because I'm not the one making the assertion that God exists. The proof always depends on the person who's making the assertion of that fact. See, if you have faith in science, why don't you have faith in God? If both don't, if both don't have proof that God doesn't exist, and that some, if God does exist, then why are you believing science and faith? Okay. Of my words. Yeah, you're saying that science doesn't have proof, <laughs> but that was what I told you from the beginning. There's an abundance of proof. In science, for what I believe. Yes, sir. What does an atheist believe in? Is my question. What do they do? They believe in evolution, or do they believe in do they know God already? Well, I can't speak for every atheist, but yes, uh, I believe in evolution. Well, um, evolution doesn't prove certain things. Like one thing that proves they <clears throat> didn't come from evolution is one, the ocean, the amount of salt water that's would be 10 times saltier. Not many fish and stuff would be able to live or survive. Somebody used that argument earlier, and but you said a thousand years. How long do you think we've been here? Uh, only a thousand by the concentration of salt that's in the water. Okay, so you don't even agree with what the Bible teaches, because according to the Bible, the Bible says that there's many thousand. How long ago did Jesus live? Exactly a thousand. Okay, so, so what you're saying is that in a thousand years, the salt content in the water, in the oceans, is going to change so that all the fish are going to die. Not all the fish, but 
about if there was too much salt in the water for millions and millions of years. Mm -hmm. So, have you ever heard of adaptation? Have you ever heard of adaptation? Okay, you're right now, you're in a, you're in a room. It's, it's being, the temperature is being controlled, right? You go out in the cold, you're going to adapt to that. First, you're gonna put on coats, right, to adapt to it. But after a while, after you've been there for some time, your body becomes accustomed to that. You adapt to it, okay? Same thing happens over a period of years Salt in the ocean. We don't know how much salt is in the ocean. We don't know how much was there when the oceans were first formed, when life first began. And so again, things evolve, they learn to adapt. Because if they don't, you're right, they will die. But the fact that we have fish in the ocean is evidence that they have adapted. Another question, yes sir? How do you believe the world came into existence? Uh, Big Bang. What caused it? Well, that's a very good question because they're not even, a lot of scientists are unsure. There's different thoughts. My personal belief is that it's called the gravi gravitational singularity. Do you know what that is? Okay. You've heard of a black hole, right? So basically a black hole, nothing escapes because of the gravity. Light can't even escape a black hole, right? So what you end up having is because the Big Bang started with a concentration of all of the elements in the universe right, to a single point. So when you have a black hole, which is usually created from a star, that's massive, and so it has this gravitational pull, so everything is sucked into it. And over a period of time, what's going to happen is that all of matter will get sucked into a black hole. Everything will be one big black hole where we come back to that gravitational singularity where everything is concentrated, and all of the energy that we have within the universe will then explode because you have all of these conflicting gravitational pull, the energy, um, the dynamics from the sun, all of that is just gonna be too much for it, and that's what caused the Big Bang. So that explosion then put the universe into the current state that we have it. Well, what created all the things in the space too. Well, you're making an assumption. You're saying that it was created, just always existed. Yes, sir? But if, it, if the Big Bang already happened, you're saying that scientists say the whole universe was created by a Big Bang, right? So the beginning of the universe, so you have all the matter. The matter is eternal because that's a scientific law, okay? Matter can neither be created nor destroyed. Have you heard that before? Did you know that's true? All it does is change forms. Right? Have you heard that? Have you guys taught that? They've been taught that in science class? I thought, okay, maybe they stopped teaching it. So all you're doing is just changing forms, changing energy. Matter is changing. Energy and matter, is, they're all the same. Yes, ma'am. No, what I'm saying, you're talking about the origin of the Big Bang? Yeah, there are different opinions. So I gave you my view, because I can't speak for every... So how do you prove that happened? Well, it's going to take a while to figure out. But again, the, right now, the universe is 13.8 billion years old. So 
if that's the age, you know, it's not like it happens every day. It's not something that can be reproduced in a lab. And so what we have to do is we have to take all of the scientific evidence that we have and come up with an explanation. As best as I can see it right now, that is the best explanation. Yes, sir. Has science ever proved the Bible wrong in any way? Science doesn't attempt to disprove the Bible. That's not the objective of science. So I don't, I don't have any information on that. Yes, ma'am. If you're an atheist, why are you at our church? <laughs> I was invited here by Josh to speak to you. Josh and I go way back. We're good friends, and so he wanted me to educate you guys. Wait a minute. Let's go over here first. That what? Oh, there are plenty of atheist scientists. I don't remember his name, but there was that one famous like scientist atheist who was like extremely disabled and couldn't really somehow. Yes, even Hawking, and he had. I have never heard that. So you have to show me something. I, I don't think that's true. Right, it's a movie. So movies are often based in fiction. So. Okay. Yes, sir. Do you believe uh, humans came from monkeys or like a kind of uh, microscopic thing? So in evolution, yes, um, man descended from apes. Not monkeys, but apes. Yeah. Why are the apes still here? No, I know. <laughs> why, why don't apes okay. become humans now? Well, okay. Let, let me ask you this. So how many people do you have in your family? Huh? Wait, like my whole, like, everything? No, just your immediate family. Oh, five. Four. Huh? Five. Five, okay. Do you have the exact same skin color as your siblings and as your parents? No. There's variations, right? Okay, so you get variations. They actually say that, sorry, but being white is actually the dominant trait. So if you have, if you have... Um, a darker skinned person and a lighter skinned person, the lighter skinned person over time, you know, if you keep intermarrying, the skin actually becomes lighter, not darker, okay? And so all that to say is that what ends up happening is that you get what's called norms, right? So something becomes the norm. Within any mutation, that's what's gonna happen. Now, you may have isolated pockets of people with lighter skin or darker skin, and they're gonna remain, but everybody else is basically gonna be somewhere in between, right? So, when we're talking about evolution, people laugh at the idea that we still have apes, but just because there's an isolated pop population of apes, that doesn't mean that all of them have evolved. So, some of them evolve, some of them intermarry with other mates or apes, you know, whatever you wanna call it, they, they mate with those other apes, and you have apes. But then you have this population, because of these, these changes, these adaptations, that's what happens. Certain traits become dominant, and you have evolution. Yes, ma'am. Um, if you believe that humans just descended from apes, and it takes a million or 
more than that year for them to evolve. Why don't we have halfway evolved apes today? Sure, we have apes that are still normal and humans, but if it takes millions of years, we're in the middle of a million years, so why aren't there half evolved? Well, again, it comes back to the idea of population, you know, um, and all of this goes into the genetics of that. And so if you have populations that are able to travel, that are able to um, mate with other populations where there is a variation, you will have distinctions, okay? But as long as you have these isolated populations, they're going to keep reproducing the same type of, of being without or with limited variations. Give me an example. Well, you know, back then they used to think that. Because I could ask you the same thing about the Bible. Um, back then, how they used to think that, like, doing drugs, like, you know, stuff, was very good for you, or like eating like food you eat, like, mm -hmm. really good. But then, like, today they've done research now, and it's just bad for you. Well, yeah, that's part of science. See, the thing with science is that we're always learning, and so we understand that certain things. Um, that we believe to be true can change, and we're open to that. Let me see. Who? What else do you believe? Tell me more. Well, I gave you three reasons why I'm an atheist, so. Okay, well, ask me a specific question and I'll answer it. So then if people are born with names, then how would they be born in a hospital? Whoa, that's tricky. Say that again? Okay, that's an absurd question, so not even going to address that, because obviously they weren't born in hospitals when this first began. Go ahead. Does that mean that, does that, mean that you're an ape, and then you become a baby? Is like a baby the second evolution? Or is it the first? Um, so... There are, there are various steps along the way that, that archaeology um, have uncovered. You know, Lucy was considered one of the first humans. You ever heard of Lucy? Huh? That's my dog. That's my dog's name. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, Lucy, is, it's, it's a famous skeleton that was found um, and half, halfway in between ape um, and human. And then you have others like um, the Piltdown Man, um, there's a variety of them that are transitional stages. Yes, sir. What purpose does science serve? Is an answer question, but you can have evidence. Yeah, science means knowledge. And so that's really all that it is. And so we're looking for answers to questions, one of them being where we came from. And so that's what science does is it asks questions and then answers them. Yeah, go ahead. Right here. What proves that the science that science is true? So are you telling me you don't believe in science? <gasps> I believe in God. So you reject science flat out? No, that's not what I'm saying. But like, okay. I'm saying that you. So you believe in science? You're offending him. <laughs> you believe in science, correct? You. I don't know what I'm saying. Okay, go ahead. So if apes had the genetics, what about the people with disorders? How did, how did genetics give them that disorder? 
that's also a variation. And so, are you, are you implying that apes don't have any disorders? Exactly, because if they, if they, if they kept evolution, uh, we'll say, adapting to uh, what we are now, then they, brain, our brain is so complex that anything an ape can't comprehend it. <laughs> so, can you, can you comprehend your brain? Yes, because I can control it. Okay, so you just said our brains are so complex that apes can't comprehend it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what you're telling me now, based on what you just said, is that apes don't control their own brains. Mm -hmm. Apes don't control their brains. No. So who's controlling the ape? God. Wow. So why does, a, why does an ape have a brain if the, if the ape isn't controlling it? Because God uses it for a certain reason. Okay, what's that reason? The, well, see, every animal here, including us, has a certain reason. Okay. Animals, say our dog. We, we love our dogs, right? Do you have a dog? Yep, got two. Okay, so you have a dog and a cat. No, I hate cats. <laughs> okay, so if you love your dog and your cat, you, you say you're training them, right? You want yeah. them to do a certain thing? You're trying to tell them, tell their brain, since they're, well, they're not completely in control of it because they don't want to listen to you. So, to, okay, wait a second here. So they are not completely in control of it. Yes, you are. Okay, so when you guys were singing and the person up here is leading worship and said, all of you stand and you did it, she was controlling you. No. That's what you just told me. Because in, in essence, that's what you're telling me about the dog. Because we can train a dog to do a certain trick. We can train monkeys. We can train apes to do certain tricks. So now, all you're saying is that that makes us superior. But you've been trained to do a trick. She said, stand up. And you stood up. So you're trained to do a trick. So your argument doesn't follow. Yes, sir? Why do only apes evolve? No, they don't. Everything evolves. You know, in just in the last... In the last year, there have been 71 new species identified. One of the new species, you guys will like this, it's called the Wakanda fish. Waka exactly, right? Wakanda forever. It's called the Wakanda fish. Look it up. It is, it is, that's, but that's where, that's what it's called, okay? Wakanda fish. Yes, ma'am. If everything is evolving, why don't moms have a third eye or a third hand? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe that will come. Yes, ma'am. Okay, one of the contradictions. Um, how long was Jesus in the grave? Three days. Do you know, Jesus actually said that he would be in the grave for how long? Three days, three days. Three days and three nights. Right? Yeah. I, I have a verse right here for you. Uh, Matthew twelve forty. Okay? So, three days and three nights. When was Jesus crucified? Three days before. 
No, when was Jesus crucified? On Friday. Okay? When you read through your Bible, you'll find out that he didn't go into the grave until that evening. He was crucified on Friday, so he died on Friday. He went into the grave that evening, Friday night. When did Jesus rise from the dead? Supposedly. Sunday, right? Sunday morning, right? So, Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday night, Sunday morning. You got two days and two nights. Yes, sir. Well, you know, we don't use the same Hebrew calendar as they do. Okay. You still only have, it doesn't matter how you count the calendar, Friday night, Friday night, whatever you want to count, call it, Friday night, all day Saturday, and Sunday morning. What about their time zones? What does time zones have to do with anything? <laughs> No, not an atom. It's a singularity is what it's referred yeah. to. And so when you combine all of the mass, you know how huge the universe is. Hey, guys, shh. How huge the universe is. It all comes back through gravity and is compounded into a single point, and then it explodes. So it's, it's not... Well, how is anything there if it, nothing was created yet? Like okay, you keep using this word created. The universe has always existed. So the laws of nature... Everything has a point. Everything has a creation. There's no... Okay. So if everything has a creation, then how do you answer the problem of God? If, if everything has a creation, where did God come from? Who created him? Another God? Well, no. But he okay. Well, so it's okay to say God is always there, but it's wrong for me to say the universe is always there? Don't See? Faith. I'm sorry? Don't both require faith? Uh, no, because I can see the universe, but I can't see God. Yes, ma'am. Well, can you see your brain? Um, yes, through a... Uh, what? Yeah, through x-rays and well, different science. No, but obviously I know that you have one. How do you know that I have one? Because, again, science doesn't have to take everything and do it over and over again. So how many times have we opened up a human skull, or any skull, uh, all the time? That's how I know that there's contradictions in it. And so um, we know that people have brains. That's part of our anatomy. I don't have to see your heart to know that you have one. <laughs> Brain dead, maybe. No. Can you see the wind? Um, you can see the effects of wind, and wind can be measured with scientific tools. Okay. And you can see all kinds of effects on people who don't believe the Bible. What about Muslims? They will blow you up for what they believe. <laughs> Right, but that's the effect of what they believe. So that's the whole point, is that what you believe matters. And what I'm saying is that I don't, I don't have faith in a God because I don't want to be one of those people. Yes, sir? Um, 
Just because I read something doesn't mean I have to believe it. I can read a novel and not believe it's true. Right? Yes, sir. Two questions. Now, there's a big saying. Are these real questions? Or are you being silly again? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, not necessarily, because again, you have the laws of nature, gravity being one of them. And so, in essence, as you have things blowing out, as you've described, and then in space you have large chunks that are now through gravitational pull producing planets and stars and things of that nature. So, it's not a difficult problem. Yes, sir. But if Big Bang went, how can it create water? Okay. So, okay. So basically, we have all of the elements in the universe. What elements make up water? H2O, right? Hydrogen and oxygen. There is an abundance of hydrogen and oxygen in water. So it's only natural that you're going to have water. But it, it exploded, it descended, it can't just... Also, if it exploded, how can it make a sphere? Ooh. Gravity, that's what I just explained to him. So gravitational pull. Yes, sir? You said that humans evolved from monkeys. No, I did not. Apes. Correct. Okay. So, then, when a mother gives birth to her baby, does the baby come out as an ape? No. Okay, see, you have this idea that all these these changes happen suddenly, okay? They don't always happen suddenly. They happen little by little over a period of, of years. And so that's what we're getting at, you know? It doesn't have to go right away. And that's the whole point of the 71 new species that I mentioned. These changes that take place, they happen little by little. And so with that in mind, you know, you're not gonna see a change immediately that's that's a change on a massive scale i'll say so the changes will happen um, little by little but we share depending on the studies that you look at anywhere from 96 to 98 percent of the same dna as apes okay so, then okay. so let me hold on a second so now how many you know your fingerprints right do you have the same fingerprint as anybody else? No. Okay, but are there similarities? Yeah, just little stuff. Little stuff, but they're still different, right? So those little differences, but none of them are the same. And so there's little subtle differences between ape and man. But again, you're talking two to 4% difference? That's not very much. When you might have bigger gaps and even your fingerprint that are more than two to four percent different and yet you're still a person and he's a person and you don't say well you know that can't be right so making those those analogies just don't follow yes ma'am um, so you believe that for the big bang there are all the elements of the universe were there and then an explosion happened and it created the universe right all the elements correct 
So if I put all the elements to make a car in a junkyard, all the separate pieces, and I blow it up, does it become a car? <laughs> no, but you're not talking about no a, a car. You're talking about you're talking about the universe. Now, let me ask you this. Although you may consider it improbable, if you took all of those elements from all of the junkyards and all of the world and all the cars and you did that, do you think you would have anything that resembles a car? So, you will, just depending upon, given enough time, things will change. It just takes, it just takes time for this to happen. So I don't understand really, you know, you're talking about something that's on a minute scale when you're comparing that to the level of the universe. Exactly, but if we had all the I didn't see you raise your hand. If you had all the elements right now that would create the Big Bang, if we already put those together, would it create another Big Bang? Yeah, and that's eventually what will happen with the universe. That just because um, when you say the world, what are you referring to? The universe. Think about it, if, if no, world, it doesn't if destroy it. Our, our, our Earth, right. our, we, we, all, we all die. You're going to die anyway. Yes, yeah. die if the moon hits us, right? Okay. So that's gravity and say there's a black hole there. And it's Earth. I didn't say we were going to survive this. But say if, if there was, would that create another Earth if we all died? And would there be a... Okay, so here's, here's what you're missing. You're missing the overall big picture. The universe is 13.8 billion years old. All right? So with that in mind, that's when the Big Bang occurred. As time progresses... And you have, like I mentioned, the black holes, they're going to draw, they're going to occur more and more frequently. As that happens, more and more planets and matter that's out in space is going to be sucked into these things until eventually what we have is one black hole, which will be the gravitational singularity, which is what began the Big Bang. So once we have that, again, how many billions of years will this take? Uh, I don't know. Say that again. But there's no other planets like ours. Okay. There's other black holes up there that... Okay, like hold on a second. There's no so there's no other planets like, like ours. Have you looked at every planet? No, no, but the ones that we know of... Okay, and how many planets can you name? Pluto, Mars. Pluto is no longer a create, considered a planet, right? So you're talking about the ones in our, in, just in our solar system. Mm -hmm. How many other solar systems are there? Billions and trillions. Right. And how many other galaxies are there? Mm, the one that I know is one. Yeah, there are 200 billion galaxies. Mm -hmm. And within each galaxy, there are 200 billion stars. And for each star, that's a solar system that has a varying number of planets surrounding it. So who's to say that there's not another planet similar to ours? And who's to say that other planets need to be similar to ours in order for there to be life. We don't know that. Yes, sir? You know how you said we're just going to die anyways? Well, then, what happens if we die? Um, you return to the Earth. Uh, your body decays, and 
again, you're mostly 70% water is what you're made of, right? And the other elements are elements that are found in the dirt. So basically, you return to the dirt. That's matter. Yes, sir. So um, first question, I have, I think, two, four, three questions. Um, first one, if you're saying that we descended from apes, are you basically just telling us that God didn't create us? or like? That's what an atheist is. I don't believe in God. Well, why are you here? Why am I here? No, I'm telling you what I believe as an atheist. I'm just allowing you to ask me questions. Yes, sir. Okay, so you're saying that the, so science, at first when you're trying to prove something, you use evidence that you already have to perform a test if you're trying to figure out something new or create a new fact. Have you ever tried that with any other religion to prove that there isn't fact and that it's all just faith and there's only fact behind what they're saying? Well, what do you believe? I believe that it can be proven that there are things in certain... No, I mean, do you believe in God? Okay. Does it require faith for you to believe that? There's evidence. So you don't need faith? We do. Okay. So, you're telling me that you believe based on faith or on something else? Based on faith, but there's things that support that faith. Okay, so you have proof is what you're telling me. And what is your proof? Well, it's scientists could test that to see if there is proof. But you haven't given me anything to test. Okay, but you're talking about two different things. One, you're talking about what the Bible says, but that still doesn't even address the issue of God. So I can prove that there is a place called Israel, right? That's easy enough to do, but that doesn't make the Bible true. So the fact that there is a place called Israel doesn't mean that God exists. So you can, you know, you have to be more specific as to what you're talking about and what you want proven. Yes, sir. I'm going to support him with some evidence. Uh, in around 1970s, <coughs> uh, there was an archaeological discovery of King uh, David. There was a stone and it said King David, the ruler of Israel. And there was also a King Solomon uh, engraving on a stone as well. And in Nero, and I, uh, King Nero. But Nero and Rome have found that as well. Okay. The Bible, I guess, is the first one to say that those people were alive. So. Um, I, I don't think so. Because Nero is a historical figure. So, uh, he wouldn't, the Bible would not be the first one to say anything about Nero. And I don't even think the Bible says Nero. Where does the Bible mention Nero? Okay, you look for it and find it. As soon as you do, then let me know. Yes, somebody, somebody, did you have a question in the back? No? Yes, ma'am. Um, do you believe that Jesus existed? Um, 
I believe there could have been somebody named Jesus. Okay, so there was a criminal named Jesus. Yes, sir. Getting back to the reason where you said that God is all-powerful, and he said that if God is all-powerful, why doesn't he take out care of evil? Mm-hmm. Well, God gives us a free will. And he's still waiting to take care of evil. Okay. Because in the Bible it says that he's going to come back. God's going to come back, so he left? So he doesn't care that evil's happening right now. He's letting it happen because he's giving us a free will. Because he left and he doesn't care. He does care. So he left. And he gave you a free will. So he's allowing evil to happen in this world. But it's not all evil. It, it's not all evil? All evil's not all evil? There's not all evil. There's us and we're making other people believe in Christ- Christianity. Okay. So... So you are deceiving more people, and, okay, so you're, you're telling people something that can't be proven, and that's making this better? Do you know that more wars have been caused over religion and Christianity than any other reason? Do you know that? So. What wars? Um trying to think what they're called, the, um, uh, just drew a blank on it. Um, give me a second and I will think of it. Um, I can't think of it right now. Uh, I'll come back to you on that one. I will, I'm just drawing a blank on the name. Um, religious wars during the, the, um, the Middle Ages. I'm, I'm, that's why I'm drawing a blank on them right now. So, yes, sir. Crusades. Thank you very much. Yes. Couldn't think of the word. Yes, ma'am. Well, again, because um, first of all, not everybody believed the world was flat. That's, you know, that's just not true. But again, science means knowledge. And so we are always learning. We want to learn. We want to ask questions. We want to know more. And so as we learn, you know, that's like saying, did you know everything when you first started going to school? No. And you keep going to school so that you can learn more and more, right? That's the way science works. We're accumulating more and more knowledge. All right. We'll have to take maybe just one more, and then we'll wrap this up. Why do scientists uh, accept every other archaeology artifact of humans, but they digress every artifact of the Bible? Say that again? Why do scientists accept every other archaeology, uh, the evidence from all over the world that's uh, fossils, but they digress any evidence from the Bible? Um, that's a pretty blanket statement saying that um, all archaeological evidence that even relates to the Bible is rejected, and that is not true. Um, all I'm saying 
is that, yes, there are certain people groups. The Bible may mention them, but that in no way proves that there is a God. What time do we have to end? Twelve what? Okay, last question. Yeah. Hold on. Shh. Okay, hold on a second, because you brought something up that hasn't been mentioned yet. That was miracles. And so this is where it becomes a problem because, you know, you guys say you believe in miracles and Jesus walking on water and all these stories. Yeah, they're, they're cute little kid stories, right? And so, so, so what is a miracle? By definition, what is the definition of a miracle? It's a disruption in natural laws, right? That is the definition of a miracle. Who created, according to your view, the natural laws? God. God created the natural laws, and yet God is going to do a miracle and break the very laws that he created. So God is a lawbreaker, and you say that God is good, and yet God doesn't change, and yet he's breaking his own laws. So that is why I'm not a believer. All right, here we go. Yeah. All right. You guys had some really good questions, some really good points, but you'll see that when somebody's convinced of something, you're really going to have to work hard at showing them that what they believe is not true. And oftentimes, it comes down to just a matter of the will. Now, I gave you guys, you know, three reasons why I was not a Christian as an atheist. One of the things that people will tell you is that any religion, Christianity, what you believe is blind faith. There's no evidence. You guys knew that there's evidence for what you believed. You had a little bit time, a little bit tougher time kind of bringing that out when I was questioning you on it, but you guys were all going down the right track, okay? So, do me a favor real quick. You guys have your Bibles. Open up to Hebrews chapter 1. Because I gave you, when we started, I gave you the definition, the dictionary's definition of faith is belief without proof. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. When, when the Bible says, you guys are still looking? <laughs> All right. Faith is the substance. That means that the reality, that is the reality of these things that we're hoping for. 
So faith is that very substance, that reality. That's what it's talking about in the first part of that verse. The things that are hoped for. The word hope doesn't mean like some wishful expectation, but it's something, it's a confident expectation that we have. Hope in the Bible always refers to something that we know confidently, okay? And so faith, our faith, is in the substance of the things hoped for. What are we hoping for? We're hoping that God created a place for us so that when we die, we will be with Him. So that is our faith, that is our hope. And then it goes on to say, the evidence of things not seen. So we can't see God. We can't see that place where we're going to go. We can't see heaven. We don't see that home that He's provided for. But, as some of you guys were were alluding to, there is evidence for it. There's evidence for the facts of what we believe. And a lot of you guys were on the right, right track, and I just kind of diverted you away from that. But you guys were doing well. Okay? So the definition of faith, biblical faith, is not the same idea of the dictionary's definition of faith. The faith that we have is this confident expectation that we know this reality exists and there is evidence for it. And that's really what our faith is. Now, evolutionists typically affirm that evolution is a fact. Atheists say that, right? Um, and do you guys believe in evolution? No. No. Evolution is a fact. I gave you examples, okay? There's a difference between what we call microevolution and macroevolution. Have you guys heard of those terms? Yes. So microevolution is a variation within a species. I mentioned skin color. That's one variation. That's something that can change. Eye color, hair color, height, weight, size. All that stuff changes, right? But that's microevolution because you don't go from being an ape to a human. Right? So I gave you an example of Scientific American said there are 71 new species. They identified 71 new species, and I gave you one. You guys remember what it was? Wakanda fish, right? But nobody said, it's still a fish. It didn't change. It's still a fish. You go from one fish, there's variations from one fish to another. It's a new species. They've labeled it a species but it's not a new thing. It's still a fish. We've had fish forever, right? Okay? So you guys, I duped you. But that's what they do, all right? This is what people will do. Um, contradictions. I think I only gave you one about Jesus being in the tomb, right? There's two different ways that this is explained. When was Jesus really crucified? No, that's when he rose from the dead. Good Friday, right? Everybody celebrates Good Friday. Okay? <coughs> if he did die on Friday, and Jesus said he would be in the grave three days and three nights. If he died on Friday, we don't have three days and three nights. The way that people explain that, one way, most common, is they say any part of the day is considered a whole day. But the verse that I gave you, Matthew chapter 12, verse 40, Jesus specifically says that even as Jonah was in the, heart of, in the belly of the whale, he would be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. 
My personal belief is that Jesus died on Thursday. Somebody mentioned the Jewish calendars. Who was that? Jewish calendars. When does the day begin? Sunset, right? So if you guys read through the book of Mark and the account of when Jesus was crucified, he was placed in the tomb at e after evening. It says, and the evening, he was placed in the tomb. If that's Thursday night, he was in there, which for the Jew is actually part of Friday. You have Thursday night, all day Friday, all day Saturday, and Sunday morning. That's your three days and three nights. It can be answered. It can be explained. People come up with these so-called contradictions in the Bible, but the reality is they can be explained. But you have to understand the Bible. You have to understand the history. You have to understand the way that it was written, how things were written, and then you can answer these questions and explain them away. The problem of evil. This is the atheist best argument. Whenever you talk to an atheist, this is the one that they will tell you. Because I, I mentioned it first service. Have you guys ever seen Batman versus Superman? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. In that movie, Lex Luthor mentions the problem of evil. He says, I found out a long time ago that God can't be all good and all powerful because of the evil in the world. Because if God were all good, he would not allow the evil. And if God were all powerful, he would destroy it. But because evil exists, God does not exist. And that is the argument. And every atheist knows that argument. The way that you answer that question, and I think one of you guys over here had it, yeah, he was right on, because we don't know. Okay, the argument is, it's a valid argument. It's a good argument. That's why it's their best argument. The problem with the argument is they don't say when God is going to destroy evil. And that was an excellent answer, by the way. Because if you would have kept pushing, that's exactly what you need to do. Because God says he will deal with evil. There will be a time when it's taken care of. But for now, he's allowing it so that more and more people could be saved. If God dealt with evil 2,000 years ago, who would be saved? None of us, right? So he's allowing it to happen for a reason, okay? Um, let me see. Constantine. How did we get on Constantine? <laughs> All right. Um, miracles. That's another one that was mentioned. Okay. Does God break his own laws? No. By, by allowing a miracle. Because that was the other argument that I gave. Somebody mentioned miracles. Okay. Natural laws. He raised somebody from the dead. He walked on water. Did God make the natural laws? Yes. Yeah, God, God created the natural laws, right? And so, the definition, the actual definition of a miracle is a violation of a natural law or an interruption of a, of a natural law. So, is God breaking his own laws? Actually, he is. 
But here's the thing. There's a difference between the laws. Hold on a second, all right? There's a difference between the type of laws. There are moral laws which God does not violate. There are moral laws. He will not violate those because those are consistent with his nature. The natural laws are what are called um, descriptive laws. Moral laws are called prescriptive laws. So a moral law, thou shall not kill. That's prescriptive, meaning this is something that you should do. The natural law, like gravity, means that I'm going to stick to the earth unless I exert enough energy to lift myself off of it, right? That's gravity, the law of gravity. That describes, it's a descriptive law. So there is no problem morally or theologically if we say that God broke a natural law because it's a descriptive law, not a prescriptive law. Okay? A lot of you guys were talking about the Big Bang, the origin of the universe. How many of you guys know the laws of cause and effect? Because you guys were on the right track, but nobody mentioned it. What is the law of cause and effect? Huh? Yes, sir. Like if you have dominoes and you, and you push one of them, and it's like a chain effect. Yeah, that's, that's an example. So the law of cause and effect says every effect, the result, the effect is basically the result, which is the dominoes falling. Every effect that has a beginning must have a cause. Did the universe have a beginning? Nope. <laughs> yes. The universe had a beginning. Okay. So it has to have a cause. My argument was basically saying the universe caused itself which is a self-defeating argument, because how can anything cause itself? Okay? So, you guys, again, we're on the right track. We've got to push a little bit more. Yes, sir? So are you here to like, give us reasons why he's not real, or are you here to give us facts on why he is real? I was here to challenge you, and now I'm giving you the answers to the questions that I posed. Right? God is real. That's what I'm telling you. Like, you just said that you're no, what I told you was, when these go on, I'm an atheist. I took these off, I'm no longer the atheist. I'm giving you the answers now. All right? Exactly. That's what I explained at the beginning, okay? So, that's why you missed it. Okay, the second law of thermodynamics. Who knows what that is? Nobody? Have you ever heard of that? Never, no, nobody's heard of that? What, what is it? Okay. Is it when heat causes energy? Uh, it's the loss of, of heat through energy. So basically, it's, it's a heat loss principle, but it applies to everything. Okay, what it says in essence is that in any closed system, there's going to be a loss of heat or a loss of energy. The two are essentially the same. So a closed system, for example, would be your body. You are losing heat. You are losing energy. So what do you have to do? You have to put in more energy. That's why we, we're going to go have lunch a little bit later, right? That's our energy, right? We need more water. Because if we don't put energy in, what happens? We die, right? Okay? So, one of the things is that, is the universe a open, is it an open or closed system? What is it open to? No, the universe itself is closed. 
What ends up happening when you talk to atheists, they speak of the earth as if the earth is a system. And they say the earth gets energy from the sun and that's where life came from. We didn't get that far in our discussion. But that would make the earth then an open system, or actually the earth itself is closed and the energy is coming from outside from the sun. But when you talk about the universe as a whole, it is a closed system. So how do you get energy into that system when there's nothing else except the universe? You can't. That's why the existence of the universe requires God who exists outside of the universe. Make sense? Are you guys with me? Yeah? Some of you guys are looking like, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Before we go, now that I've kind of ran through this real quick, any other questions? Anything else you guys want explained maybe that something that was brought up that I didn't address? Yes, sir. So you're saying that when he said uh, there's biblical stuff that was found of people's graves, say, he said Nero, right? It, he was during Roman times? Yeah. Correct. Correct. So we all know that Constantine was a historical figure in Roman times, right? Uh, no. Well, yes. But not, it depends. He became a Christian, but not biblical times. So he was actually about the fourth century. Darn it! I thought I was going to outsmart you. <laughs> yes, sir. Do you um, actually believe the Big Bang Theory or the apes? Or the, um, no, I do not believe that at all. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I don't. I don't believe that. I was just playing the part of an atheist, okay? So, um, the Big Bang, God created the Big Bang. When he created, it's called ex nihilo, he created um, something out of nothing. And that was essentially what scientists referred to as the Big Bang. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, since the galaxy, the universe is a closed system, that would prove that God is outside of time and space, so that, right? Correct. So then wouldn't that prove that he's eternal? Yes. Very good. Very good. Yes, sir. Can Christianity also prove itself correct than any other religion because it's the only one that the prophecy is coming true in our modern day? Yeah, that's another way to prove Christianity. And so one of the other things that I had for you guys as far as evidence goes re relates to the Bible because one of the things, um, I don't know that it was actually mentioned this time, but manuscript evidence. Okay, so here's, a, here's an acronym that I use. Um, as I shared with you guys at the beginning, I used to do a lot of street witnessing. So I had talked to people. They had all kinds of beliefs. So I would remember things with acronyms. The way that I would remember how to defend the Bible is an acronym called MAPS. So the M stands for manuscript evidence. There are about 25,000 New Testament manuscripts that verify that the Bible that you have in your hand has not changed. Okay? The A in that acronym stands for archaeological evidence. So the archaeology that we have constantly reaffirms the facts that we have in the Bible. The P stands for predictive prophecy, because prophecy, only God can give us accurate prophecy. You can go through some simple uh, prophecies just related to the, to the birth of Christ, to his life in general, and prove that indeed what was written about him was prophetic in nature and was extremely accurate. And then the S 
stands for statistical probability. The fact that even the Bible has lasted after so many attacks, people trying to destroy the Bible, um, people trying to destroy Christianity, people trying to destroy the testimony of the witnesses during the times of Nero. Um, it can't be done. God has preserved his word for us, and it has not changed. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, most of those are frauds. Yeah, most of them. Um, yeah, well, like Lucy, is, is, she's actually human. I believe she's actually a human, um, but was probably had some type of illness, disease, which caused her to be small, hunched over, and things like that. And she's considered to be the first ape, you know, uh, one of the first steps. But a lot of them, what they've done is they've, they've only found like fragments of bone and they've made an entire skeleton out of them. And uh, some of them were even pranks pulled on other friends by grinding down a tooth to make it look, an ape tooth to make it look more human and a variety of things. So all those things that you hear about, yeah, they're hoaxes.